Okay, let's start off then by talking about the late, getting the latest on the returns of fans to the stadiums with the Department of Health. By the way, I like to clarify this: fans are allowed back in the stadiums. There is this there's this perception that fans are not allowed back. No, you are allowed back, but it's two thousand. So it's the PSL when it comes to football that is not opening up for the fans at the moment. But we are joined on the line by the Deputy Minister of Health, Dr. Sibongiseni Romo. Good evening, uh, Doc. Thank you for taking our call here on SAFM and for speaking to us tonight. Good evening, Tabitha, and good evening to SAFM listeners. Thank you. So, so, so we did a little bit of, of research before we spoke to you. It's not every day that we speak to a deputy minister of health, and we found out on your profile on the government website, Doc, that you like long distance running. Is that your <laughs> I thing? Do. I do, and I did one comrades marathon <laughs> to a finish. You finished? Yeah, one, and I tried the other one. Uh, the next year, hey, I could tell halfway. I just said, look, if I can do two things, if I proceed to finish line, yeah. I'll be admitted and I'll be dead. So yes. let me just come out here. Uh, because my body, I mean, you listen to your body and yes. your mind says, no, this is too much. Uh, so which I one was tough? Was, was it up or down run? The up for up run, the one I finished. Yeah. Oh, so the down run was actually the tougher, the tougher one for you? You start with a lot of enthusiasm, you can run, <laughs> and it kills you. By the time you're halfway, you are neither. <laughs> but I think I just didn't do, I didn't do well. Okay. I was having flu. I should have given up that time and just let it go. But uh, I insisted in my boat just packed up and said, no, don't do it anymore. Uh, it happens to the best of them, uh, Deputy Minister. But it's back this year. You think you'll give it another go or even some, some other time <laughs> in the future? <laughs> No, I I'm planning for next year. Next not, year. This one is too soon now. You need to really prepare. Yes. I mean, with the responsibilities I have now, you need to train twice a day, morning and afternoon. But right now, I don't have that luxury. I only train in the morning, afternoon. I might, I'm having people like Tabby, so yes, blocking <laughs> my gym time, uh, asking for interviews and all that. <laughs> and trying to get tips on how to run comrades. But no, fair enough, fair enough, Deputy Minister. But glad, glad, glad to hear that you're part of the family. We have a huge running community here on SAFM. But let's talk about why we called you here. The national state of disaster firstly was extended um, today to next month by uh, COCTA. What implications does this have on the current COVID-19 regulations? What does it have for sp- implications for sport or what does it mean? Uh, look, uh, the president has, has made this uh, statement that he would have liked to have the state of disaster ending sooner than the, uh, the time when he was actually speaking in the National Assembly uh, on the state of the national address. Now, there are certain things that you need to put in place. If you were to end the state of disaster tomorrow, me and you will not wear a mask, even if we want you to wear a mask, because mask wearing is going to continue. There will not be any regulation. There won't be anybody who will then prescribe that. So we are actually dealing with regulation. So the situation is so favorable now. We really have reduced death to almost sometimes zero or one or two. So and there's an improvement, though we still ask for more people to be vaccinated because of that extra security with the vaccination. But um, I, I would probably think that uh, in the next month we'll be ready to have all these regulations in place and possibly then remove the state of disaster uh, but uh, the absence of the state of disaster without these, uh, these other measures, well, we, will still, we will still have COVID, uh, uh, mm. so therefore we still have to protect ourselves. 
We still have to actually make sure we wear masks. Uh, even now, when we look into the fans in these countries that are ahead of us, they still insist on wearing masks even in the stadia. So there's no government that can actually, there's no department that can enforce a mask tomorrow if we remove the state of disaster today. Uh, so we just have to wait and get these regulations passed and then that's fine. So does it mean we are not where we, we, we should be at this stage or where you would have liked us to be? And that's why there's another extension for another month, but we are getting there. Yeah, yeah. To put it bluntly, uh, we accept the blame. We should have foreseen it as health and therefore prepared the ground so well that uh, what are the remaining uh, sort of regulations that we would like to have in the country going forward? Can those regulations be part of the Health Act? Yes. Put them there, then therefore remove the state of disaster. So that process it does not put them there on the pen today and therefore you implement them. There's a particular way of getting them gazetted and get a public uh, uh, comment, which is re- has been reduced to 30 days. So if you were to ask me, I hope, uh, as it is actually another request from people who are really very keen. I mean, we have missed Easter weekends for two years now. Uh, you need to be hopeful and sure we say we might have bigger festivities around Easter. Of course, depending whether they are vaccinated, but uh, we are very hopeful that by the time we are getting there, we might just have a state of disaster not being in place anymore. Mm. So, so are you saying, Deputy Minister, then that the processes that lead to an amendment of the regulations have not taken place, or are you saying that maybe not enough people are vaccinated so that we can lift lift the state of disaster? Now, the processes of actually implement of putting the regulations uh, into place is in motion now. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that uh, it's not uh, a matter of agreeing with the regulations. Once you really have put those regulations, which we have, mm-hmm. is to put them on the... On we are going to be gazetting them, uh, and therefore within 30 days, if there's no disagreement with those who are looking at them, then those regulations kick in, and therefore the state of disaster falls off. There was a lot of excitement over the past few days. People were, were expecting that, for ex- especially in sport, that the stadiums would be open and that the president would speak and have good news. Um, since late last year, Deputy Minister, there's been a limit of 2,000 uh, for entry um, at events who are fully vaccinated. Have there then been talks or considerations to increase that number because some of the sporting codes feel that that number does not work for them? Yes, and they've probably been saying the 2000, they don't even know who's going to come, who's not going to come in. Mm. That's part of our recommendations, Tabiso, on the regulation that we are putting forward. And we probably see the months they are gazetted, and I'm sure you are one of those who are going to comment positively. There, is, there has been an improvement on that 2000, so that uh, it can make sense. So probably let me not really advise with speaker now, but it is very, very sort of uh, favorable. But uh, so it comes as a terror to the stick. Mm. Why we are learning from countries across the world who are saying, no, 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 we have opened up to this size of the people in the stadia, but we have actually insisted that those who come in must be vaccinated. They must produce a vaccination certificate. So what I could actually give an advice to South Africans, let's download our vaccination certificate so that if we go that route, you are not going to then start uh, scrambling for downloading it. Just keep it in your, as part of your cell phone message, or just make a hard copy so that uh, if you are asked to say, look, this is the issue, and then next week you come into the stadia 
you should be vaccinated. This is the, the numbers that should be. So all I can actually say that let's download uh, vaccination certificates. But that's me and you have to download. For those who are not vaccinated, just go and vaccinate. Because uh, uh, you, it's your right to not to want to vaccinate. Mm. But it will also be our right not to want to associate with these who are not vaccinated. Yeah, and I've been to a number of sporting events since it's been opened. I've been to cricket also, and first thing they ask is that vaccination certificate before you even get in. So, so then, Deputy Minister, it sounds like we are close to getting fifty percent here. From what you are saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tabby, just so, a random, uh, just a random number that I'm putting out there. Yeah, we're uh, going somewhere there. You uh-huh. probably not very far off, yeah. Okay, and then and then what what will that number maybe the improved number be based on? Does it be, is it based on presentations from from the sports ministry from these federations that have presented to the sports minister, or do you look at the situation as as as, as government? Uh, so it's based on all the presenters. Look, like I was saying last week, we're listening to the traditional uh, leaders and also talking about uh, community gatherings. We're also listening to the faith-based leaders. So, but you are right, there's been a, lead, a, a very strong uh, program led by Minister Natin Teta, uh, Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture, intend to play campaigns going around the whole country. So all those critical stakeholders, the, the owners of various clubs, they think that they are players, uh, whichever sporting code, the morale will go really up if they get fans, fans cheering them up and all that. So it's all those sporting uh, bodies, the religious leaders, traditional leaders who have really been engaging us as government to say, look, can you consider this and that? And we probably have had the government listening, but they said, okay, you also need to take the responsibility to motivate South Africans to go and vaccinate, get boosted. Well, that's what we are hearing from other countries in the world who are ahead of us in terms of the state. I was hearing it now just saying they're going to make a follow-up on uh, Chelsea yes. and all the other things. Those, when you go and see those uh, people, uh, fully, fully, they still have, they are still wearing masks. They are. And therefore, but they are also being asked to vaccinate and produce vaccination certificates. So all I can say, without giving a date and time, it's safer to go and vaccinate Tabi. So it's also safe to go and get a booster, get your download, download your certificate, and let's wait and see what the regulations are saying in the next few weeks. Things might just work out very well for all of us in the country. On that note, you mentioned that sports sportsmen and sportswomen, just athletes in general, have been saying how big a boost it will be if they have fans back. Actually, it sounds like you were hearing this afternoon, Proteas first bowler Lungisani and Giri also spoke about the possible return of fans because the Proteas um, are said to allow 2,000 fans in Centurion. They play Bangladesh on Friday. And this is actually what he had to say, talking to what the de- Deputy Minister has just said. To be honest, I think it makes a massive difference. You know, for, for certain players, you know, it, it really gets them going. You know, it, bring, it brings out your A game. Um, for other players, it might bring, bring out a few nerves. But for me, to be honest, I enjoy, you know, performing for people. Uh, you know, they, they pay money to come watch us play. So to put on a performance for them always makes me happy. And yeah, you know, I guess the energy levels never drop when there's people in the stands. You know, there's always people shouting for you. And it's a, it's a massive value for the team and, and for players. So that's what it means to the players, Deputy Minister, like you said. Eh? We need we need to open up and increase. I'm very lucky that I have that guy's cell phone number. <laughs> I write a day before and say, 
and uh, I'll be watching <laughs> you in the stadium. Uh, so I think that on its own, I mean, it boosts his morale to say, hey, by the way, somebody mm. said it's coming in, and I see many fans. It does, it does. When you perform in front of the of the spectators, it really boosts a lot of morale of the of the players. Mm. It doesn't matter which sporting call. So that's where we are trying to get there as a country. Of course, countries in the world have shown us that it is possible, so we cannot unnecessarily withhold that uh, a space and the opportunity for our friends and for our country to really. Yeah. Yeah. And then when this limit is increased, um, Deputy Minister, does it mean we have to wait a month since this current state of disaster was extended by a month? Can it only be increased after the, after a month or is it flexible? Uh, look, the timeline is that we have this one extended until the 15th of April. If things do improve before the 15th of April and therefore the regulations kick in, two days, three days, four days, then all we are saying that we hope that on the 15th of April there will not be a need to get there and get the state of disaster extended if things go well uh, and go according to the plan that we have. What I'm saying is just a matter of these uh, issues that we are sorting out. They should be sorted out within the next three to four weeks if everything goes well. And uh, that would be, that it will kick in. So all we are saying before the 15th today, there was a meeting to announce that the state of the earth is extended. So we hope that there won't be on the 14th and 13th of April an announcement that the state of the earth is actually prolonged again beyond that. So this is a very sensitive issue, Tabiso. Uh, but please, I'm pleading with you, we are on air most of the time. Ask ourselves, let me just give you this statistics. The 60-year-olds are vaccinated up to 70%. So out of 10 people walking around in the country who are 60 and above, uh, 7 of the 10 are vaccinated. Of the 18 to 34, people will swell the stadia in, the no, in no time if we open up. 34% of them are vaccinated. Now, that's a figure that we need to push and push much higher because it gives you comfort. Why push vaccination? It's because we now know from scientists, if you are vaccinated, chances of this disease becoming severe to you are very limited. Therefore, you are, you are encouraging your immunity, your protection in the body to be that high and defensive so that you just get a mild inconvenience with this COVID-19. But if you are unvaccinated, you end up in ICUs and sometimes die. Now, we don't want to expose our people to that. We want the economy to be open for good. We want to open entertainment and everything for good. And let's really do what many other people in many other countries have done. Vaccinate, vaccinate, and therefore open up. Okay, let's open it up to the listeners. Let's hear what they have to say. If you're just joining us, we are talking to the Deputy Minister of Health, Dr. Sibongiseni Zomo, about the latest on the return of fans to the stadiums. And uh, we're going to wrap up shortly, but let's just hear what some of our listeners have had to say. We've got a bit of clarity that there is hope that that limit of 2,000 could be increased. Good evening to you, Brother Tabiso, and good evening to your guest. I just have one question. If the ANC can hold rallies with stadiums full of capacity, why can't we have our soccer stadiums at least with 50% capacity? Thank you, Chapter 2. Dear member, um, please ask the Deputy Minister there that, you know, uh, Professor Madi, the Professor of Vaccinology in South Africa from VETS, is saying that 85% of the population is protected from severe disease, 85%. So if 85% of the population 
has been exposed to COVID either by vaccination or by infection with the COVID. What are we waiting for in terms of uh, uh, supporters going to the stadium, both vaccinated and unvaccinated? It doesn't make sense at all. I don't know. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Uh, you know, Tabiso, now I don't take uh, the government and and the health ministry seriously because they said 2,000 people must be at the stadium or whatever. But when they were campaigning, including the deputy minister there in, in, in your studio, they had more than 10,000 in one of the rallies of ANC. You know, so I find it very, very funny that when it comes to sport, they are strict to 2,000. But when they were campaigning for, for the elections, they had more than 5,000 and 10,000 uh, people in, in stadium and in their rallies. So, so, so they, 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 they I do not take them seriously. And, and, and in fact, they make me sick as a, as a sport fan. They make me sick. I just want to say that and we'll see a PE. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Can you just ask the, the deputy minister how do a person actually download this, uh, this uh, vaccination certificate? Because I got it, I got a number, and then I went to that thing where they say I must that government site which they say I must go to, and I tried downloading it. But when I enter, Yo, I am struggling, man. Yo, yo, I don't know why these things of these people they're taking so. Because they just should make it easy for people. Because other people are old and others, you know, and me, I'm young. I'm 28 years old and I'm struggling like that. You, I, I don't know how these people are working. Just ask him there, which site can I go to where I can download it easy, you know. Thank you. JRM from EC. Okay, thank you, JRM. Maybe let's start with that one then, Deputy Minister. He says the challenges are downloading it. I've I've had the experience, but I've never had challenges. For me, it's been it's it's not been a mission. Um, can you just maybe simplify it and how people can get access? Okay, I just want to say to you, uh, let me listen now. Yeah, look, um, I also have a challenge in downloading it. But oh. uh, you go to the www.gov.za and then it will lead you. Uh, I mean, look, tell you, so, I mean, at my age also, I need a, a youngster. The, yeah. the 28-year-old probably should be able to do it. But you go to the website of the department and mm. you go to the active vaccination site mm. and you, you look for them and it will say download. All it means, it will need you, mainly your ID, mm. then it will actually show you how to get there. It is like just operating that, like an uh, uh, ordinary computer getting this method downloaded. So now I needed someone to help me to download it. I know, not because uh, uh, it was easier for my 25-year-old uh, daughter to do it for me than me doing it. Uh. So, but you are correct again. For my grandmother sitting in Nongoma, it's probably going to be another challenge. Uh, but any nearby clinic, all our, some of our clinics now are connected to this EVDS system. It can be, you could actually visit the clinic and actually find that they can actually assist you to get it downloaded there. Or any vaccination site, so you go for a booster, it should be possible to get it done.
Okay, I'm uh, actually I'm actually doing it as we speak, and um, I just need to type in my proof of vaccination code. Then I should be done. So uh, I'll tell you if I'm done. But I've honestly never had any problems. It's you go to gov. Dot, dot za, and then it gives you the link. It says click here if you want to link to your vaccination code. And then you put in your ID, you put in your first name, your surname, you click I'm not a robot, and then you put in your vaccination code, which is what I'm going to put now because it's a long number. And then I'll tell you in the next minute if I'm in or not. But the other common question, uh, Deputy Minister, is the double standards. A lot of people feel that there are double standards, especially when it comes to political rally, r- rallies that have a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, no, I accept the end that. I, I probably I noticed that uh, not only the ANC, some of the political parties were having way above that. Uh, look, it was a challenge that the police and all of us did not know how to do it. Uh, uh, look, let me give you this story. I went, I I did not go to His Majesty's uh, funeral last year in March uh, 2020. May soul rest in peace. Uh, but I was asked a question. How come there were so many warriors there, Dr. Zaman, people attended? Why didn't you control the funeral uh, in that space? Now, it's a very emotional thing. People will try to uh, to say people, in fact, the whole week long, but it's a thing that has never happened since 1973 to lose a king in, as, a, as a Zulu nation. But we tried by all means to discourage people to go there. But nevertheless, people went there. And at best, you had to actually put a tent there and another tent almost 500 meters away from each other. A lot of other warriors were not allowed into the vicinity. So it's something that they wanted to control, but we failed. Even here, this one, uh, we actually send the regulations. We, we, we send the prescriptions and the requirements as health. But uh, yes, Political parties went overboard in terms of those processes. So maybe yeah, the anger is uh, justified. But uh, I would want to ask, I wonder, I wonder the sort of And, and the anger is justified also because also at the same time, Deputy Minister, people are losing jobs. You know, we know there's so many stakeholders that rely on people going to the stadiums for, all, for them to make an income. And I think that's why fans are frustrated when it comes, especially when it comes to football. Uh, so we request that they give us this space that I'm requesting. Uh, I started by saying, yes, maybe we should have processed this long time ago. It's a positive story to say the COVID Omicron came in and it was a short, short-lived and not so many people were affected. Probably, yes, it's true uh, what you, Professor Madi uh, is saying. Uh, that people are almost safe up to 85%. That's the reason why we are kicking in. All I'm saying that the president was saying, Department of Health, where are you in terms of this process? And the, uh, president, we, would, we are at this level, but however, having formulated this very good regulation that most South Africans will welcome, we have to publicize them for public comments for 30 days before uh, they kick in. Otherwise, yes, we could have done it maybe two or three months ago so that when we all realize now that the state of disaster uh, actually should then be lifted. We don't have a landing strip in terms of some other things that must still remain, like I'm mean, the simple one of the mask, uh, and, and then give us the numbers. So those are the things that we have put into, into these regulations. And to say, when there's such an issue, and by the way, the very same scientists are predicting that uh, probably as we start into winter, we might get a fifth wave. What happens if you get a fifth wave? 
then the scientist must say the Minister of Health must then probably not revoke the state of disaster, but call other ministers who will be able to sort out the issues of schooling, transport, and this and that. So those regulations must be in place so that you probably don't go back and land on the state of disaster again. Put regulations in place that will manage you well. It's true that where we are with vaccination, 49% of the country, we want to go higher and higher. But we are relatively safer and much better than people who are not vaccinated. Though we still want to push numbers higher up. Uh, yes, I hear what Professor Mann is saying, that uh, we are vaccinated, therefore I get an indirect immunity because of not being vaccinated that I stay in the That's another story that we hear. But look, we still are committed to getting numbers pushed up and really open up for those. I want the okay. people to say they don't trust us to give us a benefit of that. That probably what we are saying might happen and will happen very soon. Mm, the only problem is that the league will be finished in May by the time we open, if we, we open in April. But I've got to say, on a positive note, me, I've able to I've been able to download my vaccination certificate. I did this while on air. It's come up. I had an OTP to put in and it's come up and uh, it is there. So it's, it's not as hard if you go on gov.za. Finally, um, Deputy Minister, just the only other challenge that we have, especially being on the other side of the mic. I know you said that we must be positive and encourage people to vaccinate. But I'm vaccinated, fair enough. But once I tell people to vaccinate, our listeners come back and say, but the president said you don't have to be vaccinated and there'll be no restrictions if you are not vaccinated. How do I respond to that now? Because now even the, even the 2,000 that's allowed has to be vaccinated. Uh, the, the president of short, there's not going to be any false... There has to be a consultation whether they should, there should be a mandatory vaccination. That part we don't have. Uh, it's voluntary. We encourage. We keep on encouraging. But but there's exclusion if you don't if you don't vaccinate. I will also exclude you to join my 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 family lunch if you are not vaccinated. It's my choice, and it's my choice if I want to keep you in my company uh, without vaccination. So those are not prescriptions of the department or of government, but those are individual stakeholders and individual. Uh-huh. People who say I do not want admit Tabiso in my family lunch because he's not vaccinated. Just like the companies do with their policies. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, Deputy Minister, we're going to have to leave it there just because of time. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you on the road soon. But thank you very much for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. And we hope for the best. We hope for an increase in that limit there. Thank you very much, Tabitha. Have a good evening. Thank you, Dr. Sibong Seni Lomo, the Deputy Minister of Health.